Coming to you from 27 miles west of downtown Chicago, you're listening to 27 West, produced by the congregations of Wheaton Bible Church and Iglesia del Pueblo in West Chicago, Illinois, and Tri Village Church, our campus in nearby Streamwood. Our purpose is to make this very large body of Christ a little smaller as we meet and learn from one another. Welcome to 27 West Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Murray, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Amy Zalava. Hey. Live music by Amy Mueller. Hey. And our guest this week is Sergio Villanueva. Now, Sergio attends our Latino congregation at Glacia del Pueblo, and uh, we're just glad you guys are here. So, hey, guys, how's everyone doing today? Good, good. It's good to be here. It's good to be here, guys. A little cold. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a little Here in cold. Chicago, this day in particular, it's a little cold, but right. we're fine. We're fine. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had your coffee yet this morning, Amy? I'm on it. All right, good. How about yeah. you, Sergio? You drink? I had it already. Okay, yeah. good. Are well, you a one cup of coffee yeah. person? I'm not a coffee drinker, but in days like this, I convert into a coffee yes. drinker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm at least one cup per hour, so that, that explains <laughs> a lot. So, Sergio, tell us a little about... Like who you are, where you grew up. I, I know that you um, lived in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You are a Mexican citizen, U.S. Uh-huh. citizen. So tell us all about that. How did you come over to the state sides? Why? Yeah. Just give us a little brief history. Well, maybe you can start my, by my full name. My full name is, uh, is Sergio Isaías Villanueva Gonzalez. Mm. That's, That's my long. full name. Yeah. Yeah, so in Mexico, you you keep your both of your last names of your dad and your mom. Wow. And then I have a second name, so so a middle name that you how you say it here in the states. So that's that's my name. Um, I was born in Monterrey, Mexico, which mm. is uh, uh, one of the largest cities in in the country of Mexico. This is northeast of Mexico, a very industrial city. However, when I was three years old, my parents moved to this other city called Torreon. And Torreón is central Mexico. Think think about it this way. It's like five hours, uh, yes, kind of like six hours from the border, from Texas. Okay. From okay. Laredo, Texas. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I grew up there. Uh, I was part of this family uh, uh, that grew up in church. My dad was not a believer at the time, but my mom was a faithful and devoted believer and follower mm. of wow. Jesus. So she took my my brother, my sister, and myself to church every Sunday. She took two buses, public transportation, to get to church every Sunday, and we she, we didn't miss church. And, and we, so we we loved, um, grew up at church. And uh, when I was eleven, I heard a pastor preach about uh, it's not only it's not enough just to go to church. You need to have this personal relationship with Jesus yeah. and you need to know him as your savior and Lord. So I remember that I was 11 and I just responded, yeah, I want to know Jesus as my savior. And that's how I came to Christ. Of course, throughout my years, I've been growing more in the faith, but I think as a chim- as a simple child responding to this just simple call, you want to follow Jesus, you need him. He is He's awesome. He's your savior. He's yeah. he's every, he is um, the maker of everything. And I just responded with a childlike faith, and that's how I began my walk with with Jesus. Now, did they? Did your church have like children's ministry, youth ministry? Were you involved in that? Or? I remember we were part of a, the the sun. What you call Sunday school, which yeah. is classes on Sunday morning. Um, but I remember that I was not part of anything during the week because we live far. And yeah. remember, we had to take two buses. So it was only going to church on Sundays. But um, but then my mom, 
uh, used to talk to, to us about Jesus every day during the week. I remember days where we had rainy days yeah. and we were not able to go to church. I remember my mom used to bring, you know, in, in for those of us who grew up in church in the 80s, you remember the, the flanographs? Oh, yeah. yeah I so, remember those. Yeah. I still yeah. love they, those. So they still use them, I think, in some some places. But uh, uh, it's like basically it's like cut up uh, pieces of uh, of paper with the figures of uh, characters from the Bible, and then you will put him in a on a, in a cloth, right? Right. And then, it's and like then a you tell a story. Board, I think. Yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. And you tell a story. And flannel. Well, yeah. well, this is Mexico, so we made it out of yeah. paper. <laughs> so, so uh, and I remember my mom uh, making us involved of this. Mm. Like I remember vividly, she telling us the story of Noah. And all of us were in charge of something. Like, okay, you're going to draw the sea. And then the other, one of my siblings was going to draw some animals. Yeah. And then, and then we will, she will tell us the story. So I remember when I, when I think about my childhood, I remember going to church, but I remember my mom playing a very important role in our, in our spiritual upbringing. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. Now, you mentioned your mom. What about your dad? My dad, in those years... Uh, was not walking with the Lord. Uh, he got a, a quote-unquote conversion when he met my mom mm-hmm. because he, he he met her at church and he wanted to marry her. Yeah. So he quote-unquote converted. Yep. And then as soon as they got married, he forgot about the church. And he used to play soccer every Sunday, like f- religiously. That was his God. Yeah. That was his idol. And um so here you have him uh, taking the car to the, his games and my mom taking the kids and boss to church. Uh, but then lately, when I was around 12, uh, my dad has had a, a real encounter with God. Oh, and wow. that completely changed mm. the dynamic of the family until we, uh, until years after he came to the Lord, he ended up um, starting a small group from a church and then becoming a leader and then becoming a pastor. So today he's a pastor in Mexico. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So you're yeah, a pastor's cool. kid. I'm a pastor's kind kid. Kind of. Yeah. Be, be like you didn't grow up as a pastor's well, kid. Well, yeah. When by, by one, uh, when I was already 14, 15, already my dad was in charge of a church. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So it was kind of fast. Yeah. You were kind of pastored by your mom, too, as a young yeah. kid as well. So kind of a peak, a key, being a PK. She my sounds pretty amazing. You know what so they say, yeah, discipleship the begins in the home. It sure does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how did you meet your wife, Rosie? Okay, so then um, my teenage years, I was at church and uh, helping my dad and, and being part of the youth group and, of course, trying to help your, your parents run the church and serve a church. I remember on Sundays, I'm eventually going to get to my wife, but I think I need to explain mm-hmm. this before. Uh, on Sundays, we will have all the musicians for the worship band and the worship team. But uh, midweek services, there were none. They were working. So here my brother and I wanted to help my dad. I remember my brother started playing the drums, and I learned three chords in the piano to lead the songs. And I, <laughs> G, C, D. G, C, and D. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to look to see how many songs can I play oh. with those three chords. Yeah, of course, in the 80s, this is like 250 songs. Oh, yeah. And you can play easily <laughs> Easy. at church. Yeah. And, and just... And so that's how Should I started. Should we sing some of them right now? Uh, well, uh, yeah, we can. Let no, me it's see. Okay, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm around. I'm, 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 name on heart. Yeah, well, that's that 90s. I'm yeah. a, little, a little bit oh, 80s. behind. Yeah. I was still young. What was like the biggest yeah. worship song in the 80s? Um, 
Let me see, because I, I know a lot of... Or what uh, we was call your them, favorite? We like, call them coritos, and those are, of course, songs in Spanish that are that have, like, for instance, there's this song that says, Alabaré, alabaré, alabaré a mi señor, alabaré, alabaré, alabaré a mi señor. Yeah. He's basically saying, I will praise, I will praise, I will praise my Lord. And... Uh, and so, very simple songs like that, and uh, and we used to sing them, uh, and we would call them cadenitas, so a little like chain of songs, or uh, how do we how would we call those in English? Like medleys, sure, oh, like yeah. a long medley, like thing. a mashup. Yeah, you can make it five minutes, ten minutes, fifteen minutes, twenty minutes long, <laughs> and you yeah. just keep singing and adding and adding and adding songs. It's the worship song that never ends. That never ends. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So then I was part of this. Uh, I started learning songs, and I remember my first worship conference. I was like 17 or 18, and I went by myself, and it was in another city. I traveled by myself. I was completely in awe of what I saw there. I saw uh, these uh, these worship leaders um, kind of bringing us into this journey. Uh, it wasn't just choosing songs and randomly adding songs to the medley. There was There was an... Uh, reasoning on why you st- you start with these songs and you continue with this other song and you will sing script and you will read scripture and, f- and, and 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 there was this kind of journey and I was amazed of that. I came back to to my dad saying, "Can I can I also join the Sunday band?" Yeah. And uh, and and I was not at the level of Sunday. I just play on Wednesdays, but they added me just singing with a tambourine on the side. <laughs> and that's how I started on Sundays. Hey, three yeah. chords and the tambourine. There's no chords to the tambourine. No, but you just keep the rhythm and it, it was be, fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're awesome. bringing it back to worship. Tell us about uh, your wife. So then yeah. uh, my dad was invited to a men's retreat here in Chicago by mm-hmm. a pastor that he knew, yeah. a pastor that used to travel to Mexico. And I uh, invited my dad, why don't you come to Chicago um, to this men's retreat that we're going to have. So my dad has this idea of, bringing the whole family, okay. kind of him coming to ministry, and then the family will have this vacation. First time for us here in the States as a family. Uh, that was 1991. And, and that church that invited my dad, uh, then invi- when they knew that I know these new songs, this is the beginning of the 90s, so Mexico is going through a, like a renewal of worship and praise and that started in Mexico and then, and then uh, ran through Latin America. So I knew a lot of new songs that the Latino churches here they didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so they invited me to teach some of these songs to the worship band, which I did. And then the pastor said, why don't you come back in the summer and stay with us for two months? I was about to start Bible school. And he told me, this summer, before you go to Bible school, come here, stay with us, uh, the pastor's house with him and his wife, his kids, serve at our church, Come to our youth retreat and just teach all this that you're learning. And I talked to my parents, and I came back by myself. Uh, and that's the summer that I went, uh, that I met my wife. She was oh. the one in charge of the logistics of that youth retreat. Mm. So that youth retreat changed my life, literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> literally. That's why we encourage every young and teen that... Uh, that needs to attend youth retreats, you should attend to youth retreats. You never, oh, yeah. you never know what could happen there. <laughs> yeah, it could life, change your life. Life change complete. complete. How yeah. old were yeah, you yes. when you met her? I was, uh, in, in 91, I was 20. In 91, okay. I was 20, yeah. So, so I, I was about to be 20 or I turned 20. But yeah, that's how I met her. And, uh, and then I went to Bible school. So our relationship was by letters. 
by letters. That was this is before That's Facebook so and before emails oh, and before those were the days. What's man. up? Do yeah, you still have all your letters? We still have them in a box. Nice. Yeah. So what we used to do instead of keeping a journal, it was like writing to each other every day, and then we we'll send the letter once a week. Oh. And then, so we would receive the letter. And I basically knew what she was doing and she knew what I was doing because of the letters. And we stayed like this for like almost two years. Wow. Until we got married. A yeah, lot so. has changed. That is crazy. Right, Amy? Yeah. 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 I mean, now I just text. Now for the yeah. for, for those short times that for those uh, rare occasions that we could call, uh, have a conversation, a uh, phone conversation, Imagine the bill. I mean, staying oh, yeah. two hours on the phone. International. International. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 90s. I mean, that was back in the day when <laughs> phones were still a thing. Yeah, yeah. You have landlines. <laughs> you you don't have cell phones. No, no I mean, no one even talks phones. anymore on the phone. It seems like. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. You my, text. Do you this talk might to be your a wife? Cell yeah. box that do I you want. talk to your wife on the phone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> text. We talk. Facetime. Yeah. She gets a little annoyed with Facetime at when I'm at work. Probably well, <laughs> yeah, probably because you shouldn't be FaceTiming. All right, so um, yeah. speaking of work, now we work here at the church together, and uh-huh. you lead worship. What do you What do you love about leading worship here at Iglesia del Pueblo? Now we have it's one body with two arms. So uh-huh. Bible Church is one body, two arms, one arm being IDP, one arm. Yeah, being so the so other yeah, side. So I'm part of the Latino congregation right. here at Whitton Bible, which we call Iglesia del Pueblo, and that's what IDP. Some people yep. don't know what IDP stands for, so it's uh, Iglesia del Pueblo. Yeah, uh, it means Church of the People, and um, what I loved about uh, leading the people of God in worship is that uh, literally every Sunday. I'm able to bring people of different nations uh, and point them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that that uh, uh, I have people from different backgrounds, um, experiences in life, different nations and countries, and we're here together. And what brings us together is Jesus, and it's our love for him that is poured out in, in our singing and our worshiping. And as we do that, we we are being transformed more and more. Like the word says, from glory to glory. So, so f- beautiful things that God is doing in our lives will become even more beautiful as we get to know Him and experience it in our trials and in our good mm-hmm. times and everything in between. So, I, I love that. I think that's that's the thing that I love most in my life is being able to spend time with people and together um, worship God, sing to Him and worship. Because when you do this individually, which of course is necessary for every believer, you have your devotional time, it's on your own. But when you have it with people, it's a different dynamic. It takes a completely different dynamic. And also the group of people that you are with. Mm-hmm. I have been able to do this with like through my life. I've been doing this for the last, I don't know, like 30 years of my life. So I've been able to do this with uh, elderly people in nursing homes. I've been able to do this with just kids at Sunday school or kids in orphanages. And every single time it takes a different, um, it's like a different expression because everyone is singing to God from the place that they were living. So so the moment, the, the experiencing, the experience of singing and worshiping to God takes a different form because of the people that are there. So now when you have people from different countries in Latin America, it takes also a life of its own and it's and it's new every time and it's and it's beautiful it's amazing yeah i re- so i've been to idp a few times uh-huh. and i love worshiping there because you 
we sing songs in English, uh-huh. but you usually have like a bridge or one of the verses is in Spanish. Uh-huh. And it's so cool. Because I have no idea what I'm saying, but <laughs> I know that I'm praising God. Yeah. But it's really cool because you look around and ev- like some people that is their native language, Spanish. Uh-huh. And so I just I appreciate how you kind of help blend the cultures together because we don't we don't always get that. Yeah, well, we we try to lately we've been doing this for the last year and a half. We have the lyrics of the songs in Spanish and in English mm-hmm. so we can go back and forth. And this is for our our. Um, some of our, our, our people, are their first language is Spanish and their second language is, is English. But for some of them, the first language, are like, like my, my sons, their first language is English yeah. and their second language is Spanish. So going back and forth, it really helps us. It gives you a, like a little bit greater scope. Of now now that can be tricky because I've talked to you before uh-huh. about translating from English to Spanish or Spanish to English yeah. and how... You can't just change the word because the word is timed with the song. Uh-huh. Ex- explain how, how you get around that. It's, you know, you have certain syllables. You have a metric when you're singing and you're playing music. And uh, so you have to match the melody. Right. So you have certain syllables. And remember that Spanish language, our words are always longer. They're yeah. so English long. is always <laughs> English is a, I think, language... I don't know what's I don't know if language reflects culture of culture reflects language, but they I think there's an interdynamic relationship between language and culture because um, English is so practical. It just goes <laughs> to the point. It has short words, and with Spanish, you always have these like long words. Yeah. That, that is a phenomenal, fabulous. Amazing comment. Yeah. I, I think I just it just reflects words. who we are. Yeah. So so imagine. So this is how I see it when I when I translate songs or ad, I, I call them adaptations. Sure. Because if it's a translation, you need to keep everything that you're saying. Yeah. And if you do that, it's gonna be horrible. It's it's not gonna <laughs> it's not either not gonna make sense or it's gonna be really cramped, or you have to change the melody, which yeah. is not fair for the original songwriter. Sure. So I see it this way. It's like you're living in a house with all this furniture and you need to move into an apartment. So you either, you have to make a decision. You either leave with the whole, with all the furniture, but you're going to be very cramped or, or you get rid of furniture. So you have to get rid of words um, and choose the idea that you want to keep. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. choose the idea and keep that one. And then be comfortable and, in the, with the furniture and, and how it is. Be comfortable with right. the furniture. Yeah. yeah, it will be fine. It will be fine. So don't <laughs> I feel be like afraid. this is like a, a good life tip. <laughs> like just embrace change. <laughs> Adulting calm. with Sergio. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to make decisions. You cannot keep everything. Now, Sergio, you talked about how the power of being with the body mm-hmm. when, you, when you are worshiping. What would you say to any one of us, um, either side yeah. of Wheaton Bible, uh-huh. um, about the power of being together. Because many people would say, you know, I listen to K-Love in the morning and fill my heart with worship, which that does work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I'm going to listen to, like, the sermon online. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would you say, like, um, to those people who don't refuse but don't make it a priority yeah. to come into the church? Yeah, some people that arrive to church right before the message because they think, well, they're going to be singing. So singing is kind of like warming up people for the yeah. message. And I will say that uh, the Bible doesn't tell us that at all. Um, first of all, the Bible commands us not only to worship, but to sing. Yeah. I don't know if, if people uh, have, uh, we have this command of singing and singing publicly about God. Yeah. Because singing publicly about God 
does it does something in us uh, is 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 bringing us into this experience of this group of people, this community of people that now they are saying the same thing, proclaiming the same truth, and in some places uh, or in some instances even um, feeling the same um, uh, experience. I I saw this. This is a really cool video. It's on YouTube, and and if someone asks for it, we can give them the, the, the link. It's a study of this uh, uh, psychologist who was studying how uh, the human body changes when we're sing, and then they did the study. They brought this choir, and then they make them sing, and then they were measuring the 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 heartbeat and the pulses and the breathing, and they discovered that as they were singing the same song, the breathing starts sinking. And of course, it makes sense because we're singing the same song, we're pausing at the same places, and we're breathing at the same time. Mm. So what he discovered is that when we sing together, our heartbeats start to sink. Wow, that's so crazy. That's so cool. And this is by uh, by a uh, um, by by some scientists that was doing this. This this is one not made by the church. This is a scientist who was studying the power of singing together. And, and here you have it. God commands us to sing because when we sing, we become one. So we're physically and mentally we're united. Physically, yeah. mentally, spiritually, emotionally many times together. Yeah. And we need that. We need the community of God we do. to worship God together. That's awesome. So before we leave your family and talk about other things, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you have sons. I have two sons, yeah. And, and uh, they do worship, both of them? or Yeah, one of them, it's right now, the youngest one is right now uh, studying in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. And he's studying uh, worship and pastoral studies in uh, uh, at Boys College, which is the undergrad of uh, Southern Baptist Seminary. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going for, for music. And then uh, our oldest one is at Moody Bible Institute. He's studying uh, for Christian education. That's so, great. Yeah, so they love um, serving, and, and it's a blessing. It's it's the greatest, like, um, like honor. It's like, uh, like, like you don't you cannot boast in yourself because yeah. it's the grace of God. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can only boast in the Lord that 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 to see your kids serving. Yeah, it almost seems like um, as a man. And mm-hmm. maybe and, and a married couple, there's a time where you're building your career, uh-huh. and then there's the time if you have kids uh-huh. where that switches, and yeah. you start pushing them up the ladder and helping yeah. them be successful. Uh-huh. I think you're there right now. Yeah, it's like you wanna, you wanna, um, uh, you wanna see them experiencing God in their own in their own life. Yeah, you wanna. You want to see them having their own stories of faith, yeah. Because it's not gonna be enough. I'm not. I cannot live of the stories of faith that my mom and my dad have. Mm-hmm. I needed my own. Yeah. That's the only way that I can live the Christian life. Yeah. I need to see God in my life, not only in the life of my parents. So uh, I want now for my kids. Now yeah. my prayer to God is God, let them see you in their lives. Yeah. And 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 if they see you in their lives and they have their own stories of faith. They can grow in that, in and and thing. your life's not over. You have way more life to give. Hopefully, but yeah, the, that's yeah, what but, I want. But the, yeah. the legacy <laughs> you're leaving, that yeah. you, that you're helping your kids carry on. Hopefully, we're carrying to their kids and their uh-huh. kids and their yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's 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 God's calling for all of us. Huh? Yeah, that our kids will. 
Our, our children and the children of our children will love the Lord. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So for someone listening who maybe doesn't have a parent like uh-huh. you did in your life, what mm-hmm. advice would you give them? Like, let's say they're 18, they don't have the direction. Yeah, what What would you tell them? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to have parents that uh, love the Lord when I was a teenager. But what about those who don't? Well, you have um, spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers in the scripture, and you can see their lives as people that uh, follow God even in hard circumstances. Uh, Joseph comes to my mind. He had a, a father um, that loved God, uh, Jacob, but but then he was separated from him, and he spent years on his own with no influence from his father, just his memories. And being in jail for J- J- uh, Joseph's case, and you can find his story in the book of Genesis, being uh, Joseph in jail for years, uh, experiencing uh, uh, like complete isolation from his family, he clinging to the Lord, and the Lord was there for him. So I will, I will encourage people uh, that haven't had this spiritual influence in their uh, earthly parents Seek spiritual parents, seek spiritual fathers, spiritual mothers that God provides to you through your family of faith. That's mm-hmm. why it's so important to be part of a community of God, to the church. So if someone is listening and thinks that you can do well in your Christian life, isolated, um, it's it's never it's never good. I mean, you we see uh, the the cases like Joseph. There are the exceptions. God wants you to be part of a community of believers because there will be uh, spiritual mentors, spiritual fathers, spiritual yeah. mothers that can walk with you, mm-hmm. and that makes all the difference. And, yeah. and we can be those people too. Yeah, we can be yeah. that to others. That's and awesome. that's part of what we do here, uh, teaching a class, walking with people, having a coffee with them, and then and, and then uh, worshiping God. It's part of our desire to be available for people. Sometimes I hear people say, no, is that I didn't want to call you because I know that you're so busy at church as a pastor. And it's like, well, that's... I need to be busy with what you need to call me. That's what I need mm-hmm. to be busy with, yeah. with with your life and walking with you guys. So never feel that you cannot reach to someone because that's what we're here for, to walk with the church and be a community of faith and, and, and encourage each other to walk with Jesus. Awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. Cool. Okay. For posterity. All right. So, Sergio, we all listen to music. Uh-huh. Scott and I, I know we both love music. Spotify's our jam. That's right. I hear... That you are on Spotify uh-huh. or iTunes, uh-huh. and I hear rumors that you're like a celebrity in Mexico. <laughs> Can well, you confirm or deny? Well, it's not there. Let me put it this way. I think my songs are better known than myself in, in Mexico. Okay, I mean, okay, explain that. Yeah, I in the 90s and uh, during the 2000s, I wrote songs. I still write songs, and, and we actually, we have recorded some songs here from Iglesia del Pueblo, from Wheaton Bible, uh, recently. But prior to that, I used to write songs, and then worship leaders in Latin America, not only Mexico, recorded them, and those songs have traveled like all Latin America. Oh, wow. Like, I guarantee you every... There's one particular song that I guarantee you every Sunday someone sings at church in Latin America. Someone sings that song in Latin America. It's called La Casa de Dios. Okay. And um, What, and, what does that mean? 
in English? The house of the Lord. House, the house of the of Lord. God. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's kind of loosely based on Psalm 86. It is better to be one day in the house of God yeah. than mm-hmm. to be 1,000 yeah, days apart from him. That's what the song says. And a uh, and, uh, um, very well-known worship leader recorded it. And uh, it just had traveled everywhere. That's awesome. That's really cool. And so other worship leaders have recorded some other songs. Now, a lot of people know those songs and they still sing sing them today. Um, But then recently, uh, when we've been releasing songs from here, from Iglesia del Pueblo, we have sang those songs. Yeah. So some people now know me as not only songwriter, but as a worship leader. And some... Churches are singing those songs right now in different places like uh, Costa Rica and Argentina and Chile. That's a big deal. And, yeah, so that's really cool. It's really cool. So do you do you enjoy leading from a stage or writing? I think it's both. It's it's yeah. I, I I lead I lead I, I love both. What I don't what I don't like is all the logistics and everything. <laughs> if you just if I could have someone that helps me do everything hey, and I just stay And you married people. a logistical person. Yeah, that's the wow. beauty of God's bringing the your suitable help. Yeah. So people that don't So you're like, like definitely an artist. Like yeah. you have the artist Yeah, mind. my office is always like it's not very well organized and I know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> But I love hanging out yeah. in there because you're so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, but it's it's being it, it's been God's grace uh, to having Rosie as my wife and partner in in suitable help, and it's been God's grace that has allowed us to serve the church, not only a local church. We I I wrote I write the songs for our local church, but then by God's grace they reach uh, churches in other places in other countries, and that's really cool. That is cool. I just imagine Sergio getting off the plane in Mexico. In like a Sergio. little jet plane, and he has like sunglasses on, and he's walking down the stairs of the airplane, and there's like paparazzi. He's like, "No, guys, I'll see you at church on Sunday. Right. Like, don't bother me now." Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna transition a little bit now. Okay, where are we going? We're gonna sing some songs. Wow. But okay. We're gonna give you a topic. Okay. And you just have to create a song. Oh wow! Are I you up for this? What 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 key are you comfortable with? Uh, G probably. Oh, G. I might join you on some harmonies. Okay. 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 okay here we go. The okay. topic is what? The topic is armadillos. Armadillos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Can I have a, uh, some happy music for armadillos? Okay. Armadillos, they are happy and fun. Armadillos, they are round. <laughs> Armadillos, they may come your way, so watch out where you step and move around. Oh, oh. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's, that gives you a rush because love- I'm nervous. I don't know what I'm going to say. I that was it. really good. That was awesome. I didn't know what was coming next. Let's do it I again. Know. I didn't know either. Let's okay, again. let's do it in Spanish, though. In oh. Spanish, okay. And okay. the song, you have to have the line, ¿Dónde está mi armadillo? ¿Dónde está mi armadillo? Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in, in Is Spanish. that how you say armadillo, armadillo in Spanish? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. okay. You just have to have that line in there somewhere. Okay, can we have a sad song now? Like oh. a sad music? Because you lost the armadillo. <laughs> Can I have a little bit more of the uh, keyboard in my monitor, please? Uh. Donde esta mi armadillo? Donde esta que yo no sé? Ayer se fue y me dejó aquí. Donde esta 
¿Dónde está? No lo sé. Eso es sad. Can we go back to the happy one? Wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, Armadillo. Wow. Man. Poor Armadillo. I hope he gets found. What's his name? He needs a name, no? Uh, Army. We should create Arnie? one with his name. Army? Yeah. Yeah. Army. He's a nice one. Army. He's actually in the studio right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's another thing we'd like to do. Okay. If, uh -huh. Okay. Just switch up a little bit. Yeah. If you could take three items uh -huh. to the North Pole, okay. what would you take? Three items. Whoa. And they can't be like a, a boat. Coat. Can I bring my iPhone? Because an iPhone, I have everything. I mean, sure. If, if, if you think that's what you think. See, this is, I think that the times that we're living, like, we're kind of cheap because that's so easy to live with your life with an iPhone. Because okay. you have your Bible. Is there service in the North you Pole? Oh. Yeah. And, and how much... Are you going to bring a, a power generator? So are we, if yeah, are we gonna be, counts as yeah. an item. Are we going to be purists when we don't have, like, technology or, or like, not technology? Like, I mean, on a desert island where nothing is going to work? Whatever technology you bring, you have to plug in. So if you're going to bring a generator. Yeah. Yeah. So you see? No, let's just go basic. So, okay, good. Um, I think I will bring um, a Bible. Okay. Not because I'm... Is the Christian answer to say? <laughs> but it is. But it, but it is. <laughs> but it is. You go go crazy. You. Yeah. We would have judged you if you yeah. didn't say Bible. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll bring a guitar because then you can make music and that keeps your mind. I think yeah. if you're by yourself, the thing is not to go crazy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So bring a Bible. You bring a guitar, and I think I'll bring a picture of my family. Oh, that's just so to nice. Just remember them, and uh, again, not go crazy. Just so you know, you could have brought your entire family. That's one of the items. Oh. <laughs> it was kind of a trick question. Amy, Amy, what what would you bring? What would you bring? I don't know. Now you got me thinking about this generator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a millennial. I bring I, a solar power thing. I think I would bring a generator and my phone. See, is it that easy? You have everything there. You're right. It is easy. And. Uh, Your armadillo? Yeah, I would <laughs> Army. bring Army. Army. Army deal. I don't know what my third item would be. Maybe some like coffee or something. Yeah. Maybe Army may become the mascot of 27W. I think so. I like it. Army. Yeah. He's Maybe. somewhere there. He needs to come back. It's probably <laughs> gonna be the, the, the Summer Olympics mascot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. All right. Now we're moving to our favorite segment. Oh, like same favorite segment. Yeah. So all these it's has one, been just no, rehearsal. No, it's yeah. one of our segments. It's not our favorite. Okay. okay. This is one that we ask every person yeah. okay. who we interview. So mm. if you were to stand on a soapbox okay. for something or against something, what would it be? No, I, I have one. And you do. Do you? you always yeah. do too. I always have. So you stand on a soapbox. And, and I needed more clarification about that term. Well, yeah, I'll, was, I'll, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah. One of the things that really gets me. Uh-huh. And it happened this morning. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, that's how fresh this, this is. Stuff is. <laughs> okay. Um, Hot off the press. No, is uh, I went to the gym. That's not the soapbox. Okay. Um, and I had to get ready for work, do the shower stuff, and the towels they give you are so cool. small. Oh, small. So I'm thinking, if I have a gym membership, why not give me a full bathrobe? <laughs> <laughs> do you think you deserve a full bathrobe? Well, I don't know. I mean, but then you need to pay for. You need to pay more. Well, you're going to the park district willing? gym. Okay, I'm not so are you willing to pay more? I'll pay a dollar, a dollar just more. Just to have a row. Yeah, you cannot bring your own. 
Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to bring a wet robe to back to your car? That's when true. When it's two degrees. That's true. Yeah. Interesting. It's so, not a very so, good one. But. So standing up a soapbox is kind of like, it's, is it about ranting or is it's, it about? Yeah, mine's, a bit. Well, oh, okay. it can be for something. Mine are always ranting. For example, <laughs> my most recent one is when people who are younger than me, uh-huh. like at a restaurant or at a gas station, when they refer to me as hun or sweetie. People that are younger than you. Younger than you me. You don't like that. I don't care if like you guys call me that or older people than me call me that. But I don't need a 22-year-old being like, hey, hon, this is your total. It's like, really? Yeah. But isn't it like I a term your... of endearment? Not to someone no? who's like 22. It makes come me feel on, like a on, child. Come on, sweetie. I mean, seriously. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. If we're, all, we're older, I mean, I'm in my 40s. You, you're in your first too? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> if we call you sweetie, isn't it kind of condescending? It could sound like that or no? Um, it, like, okay, I don't sweetie. take it as that way, though. No? Because you're my elder. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, Sergio, we okay. are now the elders. <laughs> yeah, we've reached that. You're just more wise and mature than me. Yeah, that's a great, well, great wise okay, so, for sure. Maturity level is okay. Still so standing up with your soapbox, it's yeah. to rant about something. Or so, it could be Can something, it be something serious? happy. Happy that, is great. We love happy. Okay, I think that the world needs more '80s music. Oh. Uh, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Can we have it, some it, 80s music, Amy, yeah. please? Some like Brian Adams or something? Yeah, some like Africa, Toro Africa. Yes. Oh. And uh, something like that because it, 80s music is fun. That sounded like Doogie Howser a little bit back there. Yeah. <laughs> Michael W. Smith <laughs> in the 80s. He Don't was like his turn best. Away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so love 80s music. I think 80s music makes everything a little bit more fun. Well, yeah. if yeah. I'm not mistaken, Mm-hmm. You created an electronic oh, band. You oh. did. Yes, yes. <laughs> what nah, now, what, what now, were they called? What kind of band was it, first of all? Yeah, when I was a youth pastor in a previous church before here in, in, in Whitton Bible. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. 80s. <laughs> Mexico. Yeah, it's like a human league and don't you what? want me, babe? Oh, yeah. Was it was it like an electronica band or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I was a, I was a youth pastor in another church, and um, part of uh, trying wanting to engage, and not only wanting to engage with the younger generation, but also because it was the music that I grew up with. Yeah. Um, now I came up with this band called, and we call it Antenna, and uh, oh, Antenna so used 80s. to play. Um, and and we actually released an album. It was called Technopop. And in, the album in, was called Technopop? The album was called nice. Technopop. You can find You can see it in iTunes. I'm going to so link to it on Spotify in the yeah. show notes so we can all take a and, little uh, listen. And it was basically, uh, see, this is how it came out. I wanted to make a band like Delirious oh, yeah. that would yeah. make like modern worship, that it would sing worship songs, but with uh, with a language that you're not necessarily were going to use at church, yeah. but uh, with a with a, a little bit uh, broader um, broader. Broader, broader, um, yeah. reach, yeah. Um, and um, I wanted to make this band, this rock band, like Delirious. And I started looking for musicians, and I couldn't find any. So I just ended up with my friend, and both of us would play keys, and we say we'll start using a sequencer. And since we liked '80s music and new wave from the '80s, then that's how Antenna was born. So you're kind of like the Mexican Depeche Mode. We really liked the patch mode uh, in those years. And uh, what is that? What are you was... saying? Whoa! It's, uh, <laughs> wow, we are patch mode. Depeche mode. What is that? This is for the millennials, guys. I was born in 1990. Uh, Your this is like own personal. Jeez, you don't know that song. Is no. that a Christian? Is that a band? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> 
It's a band. They're not Christians. Oh. But they have a big influence in the electronic music. Big time. In Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'll have to look them yeah. up. So, uh, yeah, we, we play in retreats and... Um, Did you wear matching outfits? No. Did you have big, <laughs> did you have big like, Flog of Seagulls hair or anything like that? No, no, never like that. But... Uh, but we play in festivals. In, in fact, this last summer, a, a festival in, in Cicero, in a Latino festival, invited us to play. So we play after like years of not playing some songs. A reunion. The reunion. Yeah. And some people, some people from church went there and they never see me sing those songs. That's amazing. And they're like, what happened to Sergio? <laughs> <laughs> he transformed. And uh, it was funny. That's was awesome. Fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so it seems like your ministry is so almost worldwide mm -hmm. like you're here in west chicago your music is being played in mexico i feel like you know we in bible one of our values is to be sent mm -hmm. um and so you it may from the outside seem like you have such a great opportunity because uh -huh. you work at a church you're a worship pastor but what in like your everyday life how have you felt like the lord has called you to be sent i think um as simple as when you are eating and if you're really eating at the, like eating in a restaurant, I want to say, and and if you f uh, frequent the same restaurants, sometimes you start developing uh, a friendship with uh, waiters, mm -hmm. and uh, that can be a time when you could just share about who God is or what God is doing in your life. In fact, um, last week um, I brought some of our uh, volunteer musicians because they invited me to to lead the worship at. Um, at the chapel in Judson University. So we went there and I brought some of our, our musicians. And after that, we went to eat. And and this is all 20-something guys and, and me, the 40-year-old guy. <laughs> and so but we're praying for our food and giving thanks to the Lord before we eat. And the waitress sees that. And, and, and she arrives when we say amen. And when we say amen, she said this, it's so nice to see people praying for the food, especially young people. And that sparked mm. a conversation with her. Yeah. So yeah. I would say something as simple as just giving thanks to the Lord for our food and our meals everywhere we are, uh, it can create a, a conversation with someone when we can share about Jesus and what he has done in our lives. That's really cool. Well, Sergio, thanks for joining us today. We had a lot of fun. You're welcome, guys. It's been great. It's good to be part of the family with you. Yes, it is. Well, to find out more about our podcast and subscribe, head to 27westpodcast.com. And follow us on Instagram at 27WestPodcast. 27West is sponsored today by Duolingo. <laughs> Thanks to Josh, Amy, and Scott for just being them, hey. doing what they need to do. <laughs> That's what we do. I'm Amy Salava, and we'll see you guys next time.